Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. guys how you doing bobby roast beef here for another episode of jigs and bigs we have man we have one significant episode tonight guys uh so this is the first episode that is airing in the month of july i hope everybody had a wonderful fourth of july i did i was away on vacation uh with my family and uh some other families we are friends with we uh, decided we would escape to the lovely state of vermont and uh Stay in a, a little rental house out there for a little while, and I did do a little bit of fishing out there. Had uh, no luck getting any any bass at all. I did catch some rock bass. I did. I caught three or four rock bass, and I also caught some yellow perch, which was nice. Went to a bunch of different bodies of water, um, but nothing really crazy happening out there. Had a great time though. We had to, we we cooked a bunch of really great food. We had some laughs, and it was just great. All the kids were playing in the pool, and it was it was really 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 nice. A different kind of Fourth of July, I will say. Uh, no big fireworks, um, you know, displays or anything like huge like that going on, but definitely, definitely had a good time celebrating our independence. So it was pretty, pretty cool. I like that. Uh, as far as what's been going on lately, well, like I said, it's we're in the month of July, which means that the Chronic Trips Elevated Virtual Fishing Tournament has come to a close. It means that we actually have some winners here uh, and we've got some results. So Actually, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, ex- go through the breakdown there for who won and how it was all working for the results for the, the June tournament uh, right now. And then I'll uh, I'll fill you in on, on what's uh, coming down in the show. Our, our Chronic Trips Elevated Fishing Tournament, well, the virtual fishing tournament results look like this. We had three basic prize-winning locations for the, uh, the, f- the finals. Right here, there was uh, a prize for longest stringer, so longest overall stringer. We had longest overall fish, so of any species, the longest fish caught that would also uh, qualify for a prize. And then uh, the uh, catching a bigger brown trout than can athlete Mark. Um, that if you caught a, a larger brown trout than Mark, 
you would also be taking away some winnings as well. So the results, this is how it worked. Top prize for longest stringer, no big surprise there. It went to Sean the Fisherman. Yeah, our very own Sean the Fisherman. And uh, you'll you'll get some feedback on what he thought of this whole tournament uh, in our later segment. He had a total stringer length of 279 and three-quarter inches. That is significant. Nice job. The longest overall fish, however, uh, that award goes to Aaron. Aaron got a 43-inch spiny dogfish. And that, if I'm not mistaken, that, that, that catch right there was the one that kind of had myself and Sean kind of scratching our heads like, does this mean this is over? Like, this is a big, big, this is going to be tough to beat. You know, I mean, ultimately, that's that's the thing. This is going to be tough to beat for, you know, especially for the freshwater guys. But uh, and 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 as far as the larger brown trout than uh, can athlete Mark, nobody, nobody successfully caught a larger brown trout than Mark. So uh, there is no winner for that category. So I believe that the prize then goes to uh, the other two gets split up there, I believe. Anyway, uh, it was a really, really good time. I had a blast. It definitely had me thinking differently about the way that I fish and the decisions that I make when I'm looking to uh, choose a spot to fish. So it, it definitely was was great for that. Uh, being multi-species was really kind of interesting too because it made you think a little bit more outside the box. Yes, primarily everything I caught were largemouth and smallmouth. Uh, I did do a couple of bonehead maneuvers on my end, but I had a blast. I really did. And part one of this episode is uh, our our sit down, our powwow with uh, Seth over at Chronic Trips. Seth joins us on a call uh, at the end at the conclusion of the tournament. Uh, Sean the fisherman and I had a little uh, Zoom meeting with Sean. We got some more information. Uh, and and talk a little bit about what's coming up for August because remember these tournaments will be running on alternate months so uh, every other month you can join a tournament and have yourself a great time catch some fish and win some prizes and uh, and and just ultimately have some fun take take what you like doing and and add that competitive element to it you'd be amazed at uh, just how much fun can be had there so that's part one of what we have coming up part two is this I had uh, a well I would say a listener but he actually hit me up on uh, Fishbrain first. Adam Laxton had uh, sent me a message. We had been uh, talking back and forth a bit on Fishbrain. For those that don't know, Fishbrain is an app. It's like kind of like a social media app for anglers. You can log catches, you can interact, uh, and, and uh, you can meet other anglers from your area. You can share tips. You can review stuff. I mean, it's really, really cool. Adam had hit me up a while back, um, noticing that I had fished uh, a lot of the waters in his area we you know he had asked some questions and we kind of just started talking back and forth and through that I had mentioned the podcast he started listening to the podcast and you know eventually it was just okay I'd love to have you on the show man you should come on so Adam has been fishing uh, for a short period of time but he's really really passionate about it jumped right into it so we have a quick interview with him coming up after we hear from Seth and uh, and Sean the Fisherman for our little post fishing tournament wrap up speaking of tournaments we are actively working on some stuff. I'll tell you, the big major holdout right now is... Uh, the COVID lockdown and just 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 basically we want to do this, but we want to make sure that people feel comfortable coming out for a meetup, you know, and 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 all that stuff because we want to uh, obviously we want to 
you know, meet listeners and, and also we're going to have some merch there, uh, on site that people can check out. So we want to make sure that people are comfortable coming out to this kind of an event. Also, we need to find a place to host this. So we need to make sure that they're able to do so as well. So it is something that we're definitely working on. We're getting closer and closer and closer, but it's just a matter of time to kind of put some things out there. Now, before we get to any of these other interviews, I have a little bit of, uh, as far as fishing for me, now I mentioned I had been in Vermont for the last week and I had I had fished a couple of places. One of my favorite fishing spots is, is available now. I can start fishing at again, which is great. I went over there. I have a couple things I've been working on. I have a, uh, a Shimano Corrado uh, that I have been fishing with for a little over a week now. And I will have a full review of that reel coming shortly. I just want to give it a little bit more time to get out and uh, and, and catch some uh, some more fish with it and uh, kind of use it in some other some other applications. Right now, I've been using it primarily for frogs, buzz baits, and uh, some other top water. I, I kind of want to experiment a little bit and kind of have a little bit of fun with it and see, see where all this can go. So today, uh, which is Monday the 6th, I had gone out with Tim Jacks. He took me out on his boat. Again, thank you, Tim. It's always a good time fishing with Tim. And uh, we went out and we fished a few spots that, that, uh, that he, he was uh, looking to kind of pre-fish a little bit and uh, we went out and I had I was having a rough day it was just I was we were out in the sun I was exhausted it was kind of like seeing stuff I felt like you know just it wasn't happening uh, he had caught three or four while we were out um, nothing huge I think he caught maybe a couple of twos or a two and a half in there not too bad and then I broke my PB I broke my PB I I know just recently I put out uh, a, a, a post about there being you know officially it's a it's it's an 18.5 inch largemouth. That's my PB. I broke it today. I caught a 19. She weighed in at, uh, what was it, 3.86 pounds and was caught on a drop shot. A drop shot that had on that hook, it had an unreleased hook set hoodlums wild worm. If you don't know what that is, it's because it's unavailable just yet, but it's coming soon. Uh, my good friends over at Hookset Hoodlums, Wild Bill and uh, Andrew Tomer, they hooked me up with a little bag of some of their wild worms. And the wild worms, they're a four-inch style stick bait, and this one color has like this gold flake. Really, really, really like bright, brilliant gold flake. So I had rigged this on a round bed worm hook and uh, used it as a drop shot and and I had cast into uh, basically try to just fish over the top of some grass on some patches. And I dropped this bait in there. And, you know, the bait had had sunk, hit the bottom. And I kind of clicked the bail back over. And I'm, I'm it's, you know, the, it's, the sun is just right overhead. I've just been beaten down on me. And I'm like, okay, I just, I got to get some water. I just got to stretch a little bit. My goodness. And then I start working the bait, and I decide I'm just going to reel it in. And all of a sudden, it's just unbelievably heavy. And I'm like, I've got a good fish on. This is pretty amazing. And this fish comes in, and it probably would have broke four pounds, but there was a big old chunk taken out of its tail. And I'm assuming that's from a northern pike, because you can find those in that body of water uh, pretty regularly. And uh, so there was a nice chunk. So it probably would have broke four pounds. That is the new PB. Uh, I am not, I didn't take measurements to uh, get a, a, a replica made yet. I was like, mm, this isn't, it's, it's not going to be right. 
you know, it's just not going to be right. I got to go even bigger. So I'm looking to beat 19 and then we'll do the replica 19 inches. So that's the goal. I got to beat that. That's what we're going to do. Anyway, that was my uh, PB story for, t- for, for today or, or, or my epic fishing story. And it, man, it was such a good feeling. Absolutely. Fantastic. I can't thank Tim enough for taking me out with him. It's always a good time. If you don't know uh, who Tim is, go back and listen to episode three, I believe episode three or four with Tim. Jacks. He is a great guy. He is the president of the Northeast uh, Bass Anglers uh, Club, and they do some great stuff, some really, really good um, charity tournaments, as well as a regular ongoing schedule of tournaments. This year's been kind of crazy for everybody with tournaments, but, uh, you know, obviously because of the the limitations that are out there, but uh, they have some really good stuff going on. In fact, we were even talking about ways to tie in jigs and bigs with some, uh, some upcoming stuff with uh, any bass anglers. So that could be pretty awesome. Anyway, guys, uh, let's get to it. We're going to go ahead and take a short break uh, right here. But when we get back, we've got Sean the Fisherman and Seth Frappier from Chronic Trips. We will then go into our interview with Adam Laxton. Guys, so much more good stuff to come. Don't go too far. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, everybody, for this next segment here, we've got uh, Seth Frappier from Chronic Trips. Chronic Trips was the sort of the, the 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 mother brain, if you will, that kind of organized all of that great stuff we had all month long in June with the Chronic Trips Elevated Virtual Fishing Tour. whole lot of fun, but I'm also on the horn with Sean the Fisherman. Uh, Sean is, well, Sean the Fisherman was the big winner of the Chronic Trips uh, t- tournament. And uh, to no surprise... The guy carries uh, fishing maps in his back pocket, and he's just very much on it. So it was it was a really, really good, good time overall. Gentlemen, how are you today? Good, man. Hey, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. So we're going to go over some of the highlights uh, that had happened and, and, and go over a, in detail. Now, just so that uh, any of the listeners are aware, the, the next Chronic Trips tournament is going to happen in August, correct? Yeah, August 1st, uh, the whole month. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So this means that for you, the listener, if you want to get it, and this is nationwide, you can jump in on this at any point, but if you want to get in on this next tournament happening in August, all you got to do, go to chronictrips.com and uh, and check out information there on how to join up, or go right through Fish Donkey. Download the Fish Donkey app, and then just do a search for Chronic Trips. You'll see it right there, the elevated uh, fishing tour- virtual fishing tournament. It's a whole lot of fun, and I, I got to tell you, for my, my first experience out, even even though I was like bottom of the barrel, I I feel pretty good about it, and I'm not going to complain. I'm I'm definitely feeling all right about that. So, uh, Sean, go ahead. I'm going to uh, defer to you because you were you were are, are much more knowledgeable about a lot of these things. Even in our conversations back and forth, I found myself going, uh huh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, first off, I got to thank Seth and and his crew for running this. This was an absolute pleasure. Um, the uh, the biggest takeaway that I got from the tournament after fishing, you know, primarily bass, largemouth and smallmouth bass tournaments out of a kayak for the past, I don't know how many years, five, six, whatever it's been years. Um, this tournament with being multi-species really got me out of my comfort zone. So instead of 
you know, bass and pickerel and maybe a sot or excuse me, if, instead of largemouth and smallmouth bass, um, primarily being, um, uh, you know, focused on and maybe a pickerel side pool, depending on who's running the tournament. This was, this was everything. So initially I know, um, Bobby, when you talked to me about it, you yep. said, Hey, there's this tournament, you got to check this out. I mean, honestly, I looked at it and said, well, fresh and salt water together, that's, and it's by length that, that seems kind of rough because, you know, you and I know if, if no matter how many, you know, bluegill, smallmouth, even big pickerel, you, you put them up against a tuner or, you know, particularly I looked at that any five category and said, God, somebody's going to fill that with sharks mm-hmm. and that's going to be the end of it. You know, I, I thought about it and I was like, well, all right, I'll jump in on it. It can't hurt. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a huge asking price, huge buy-in. It was, it was $20. So I said, what, what the heck? I think the first week, Bobby, you and I were out at one of my little, my little haunts up in the Berkshires. Yep. Aside, I think I caught a decent bass that I threw up there. And then uh, I happened to catch my personal best bullhead catfish. They were yeah. getting ready to spawn. They were in the shallows and one of them sucked down a plastic worm. And I said, okay, that's cool. Um, and then the next week I was out in a, uh, in a, in a one-on-one tournament with a guy that I fished with for um, Massachusetts kayak bassing. We were against each other. And while I was out fishing for bass, I had a trout hit a crankbait. So I'm like, well, there's two down that are going to be my problem one. So I, you know, really put the pedal to the metal after that point. I said, well, now I'm really going to just start gunning for every fish on this, on this list and see what I can do. Um, and it, it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. So, yeah. you know, I, I can't ever recall, um, going out and targeting big pickerel, but I was in, an, you know, an area of mass where I know two or three bodies of water that had some really, really big pickerel and i matched my personal best and caught three state pin size pickerel. So I was, I was psyched. It was great. It was a blast. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I think you and I had a, a conversation there and you said, who would have known I'm the crowned prince of chain pickerel of Western Massachusetts. I'm like, damn straight. Yeah. That, that's pretty yeah, crazy, I earned, man. I earned a title. It was great. Absolutely. <laughs> Seth, uh, what were your, I mean, for being the first time out, I know that you guys were kind of like doing this for the first time and, and learning as you were growing. What What's yeah. your takeaway? Like, how do you feel about the whole thing? I think like it was way more than we expected it was going to be you know we just thought we were going to launch this thing and have a few people and um just try to have the most fun we can with it but then it just kind of like blew up really fast everyone got super interested yeah and i think uh the coolest part was kind of along the lines with sean where i was amazed that almost everybody went for a whole bunch of different kinds of fish um we didn't know what to expect we were just listing a whole bunch of fish in the area and uh, people actually went for it. And there were some really gorgeous fish that people were pulling in. And uh, I'm going to give like a really cool highlight reel of all the photos of all the fish that you guys caught. Because I was just like blown away with how many you all caught. You know? That's awesome. I could have <laughs> used yesterday. Because uh, we're, yeah, we've been analyzing it the last few days. And so we're just like kind of been in shock with the, the initial outcome and really excited for the next one to make yeah. it. Absolutely. Bigger, better, tweak it a little bit. That's awesome. Do we are, are there any changes that we can expect to see that that you guys have lined up, or you guys gonna want to hold off and then then announce that stuff later? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I think we'll hold off and we'll just okay. let it all roll at once. That'll yeah. be fun. No, yeah. that's a good idea. That's that, <laughs> you know how we like a little mystery. So. Exactly, a little bit of mystery never hurt. But I mean, that's a that's a yeah. really big endorsement, like what Sean said, because like he he does he. 
you don't understand, Seth. I get weekly reports about how he's doing in his tournaments regularly in full detail. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to run this by Sean and I'll, I'll see what he has to think. I'm interested in what his opinion is of this sort of like, I want to say a little like left of center type uh, type tournament with really a unique, the emphasis on fun and the emphasis on the outdoors. Yeah. But absolutely, a really sort of unique kind of way to to get people out there and enjoy. And honestly, I, I got to say, your timing could not have been even uh, any more perfect because it ha- it all kind of it launched June first, and right now we're seeing more people out at the water. Uh, and, and you know, with that, there, there comes some growing pains. But right, you're seeing yeah. more people out on the water now more than ever. And I think the hardest yeah. thing is to get people interested in out there fishing. And by adding this element of a game, essentially, you really, really yeah. kind of stoke that that competitive fire. You know, for for the best. So I wouldn't be surprised if we break, you know, fifty or sixty entries in the next one, and then double that in uh, in October. Fantastic! And I just got to say, thank you, Sean, for all the uh, input and uh, the kind words. Because hearing the feedback uh, from everybody uh, has been really great in helping us make it better in the future. And our whole goal would really was to connect people to nature, have some fun and have some friendly competition and stoke the fire of that a little bit, you know, yeah. and, uh, and plant a whole bunch of trees in the Amazon. We planted 21 trees in the, in the Amazon. That's, that's awesome. Great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's awesome. It is absolutely awesome. I, I will say that, um, I think my favorite part of this tournament, and you made mention of one of the posts was, um, the, the strategy that had to come into play at some point. Um, yeah. if, if you'll notice, and I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn on this. I had two decisions I had to make, and that got reflected in the um, in the any five category. Yep. So if you look, yeah. at, if we if we look at the results, um, you'll see. I think I, I I think I got the biggest pickerel in the pickerel category. I think it was like twenty five and a half, right? And then yeah, I finished I finished second in the smallmouth category. I think it was to Mister Jenkins. Am I correct in that, or was it uh, uh, Mark Hill? Uh, I think, I think it was Jenkins. No, uh, hard Mark. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't want to, I don't want to short them, but I, I finished second that's to Mark. Okay, yeah. And that's fine because I had, I had caught those fish. And then after I had caught those two fish, I caught two fish in those categories that were bigger. So they got shunted over to the, um, any five. Cause I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to, to lose a 25 and a half inch pickerel and a, whatever it was, a 26, I think inch striper. Yeah. So the biggest striper and the biggest pickerel that were caught in the tourney weren't actually in their categories. And I don't know how, how often that happened with other fish, but I, I think it might have, right? Yeah, there was a few times where that did happen, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the anglers were faced with that choice of, hey, I've got a great fish. Yeah. Do I, in, in a category, in its own category, do I want to um, replace that fish with another one? Or do I want to shunt that fish over to the any five? And that that strategy was, I mean, that for honestly, um, where I was fishing for a couple of days, particularly those days I hit the pickerel, um, yeah. and the stripers, I had I had to really think about that. And and you know what ended up shaking out was in the other five, uh, the any five fish category. I think I I ended up fielding four stripers, and then that twenty six inch pickerel stuck around in there. So that was yeah, and that it was great. Like I love puzzles and I love seeing that play out, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> and, yeah it, was, uh, <laughs> it was completely different. I've never, I've never even thought about that in a tournament. And it was, that it was like, it was a wild card division 
And, you know, and, and yeah. the one last thing I want to say about that was that division was where, you know, I was kind of quaking in my boots that last weekend because, <laughs> um, I honestly, I, I know I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, by saying this, I don't want this to come off as disparaging any other anglers abilities. Um, I don't know personally, a lot of the people that we fish with, I only know, you know, myself and, and Bobby and, uh, and uh, Nelson and Jeremy that were in the tournament. And uh, Nelson went on vacation to go shark fishing every year. And I was literally quaking in my boots asking for texts from him like, hey, if you catch a shark, let me know. Yeah. And he put one up. And then um, the next day, I think he had two or three days of it. The next day, he didn't get any. And then the third day, I think, I honestly think he sat on the beach with a surfcaster and just grew a beard, didn't eat, maybe slept there. <laughs> oh, my um, God. And, and he ended up, yeah, and there was nothing coming from him. So I, at like whatever it was, 8.30 on Tuesday night, I sent him a text saying, hey, what's going on? Where's, you know, all week I'd been saying, where's the Sharknado and sending him memes and gifts and all sorts of stuff. And um, he said, I've got tragedy. He goes, we just, I had two that uh, were ones that got away and one of them was really big. And just, he told me the stories and I'm going to leave those for him to tell. But, oh, that's you know, my wait. immediate response was, yeah, my immediate response was a, a gif of Steve Harvey saying, thank you, Jesus. And then I was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, that, that was a really neat twist on a, on a tournament. I can't say enough about it. I, I really I really loved that. That was a, a wild card, you know? Yeah, so. uh, you're going to have to do that again for the next one. But uh, it will definitely be incorporating some of your input at the same time. So. Yeah, uh, that'll yeah. be like, that'll be fun to play out. Yeah, we, we had our good conversation, and whatever you know, yeah. whatever my two cents is worth, it's worth half a cent. Whatever, it's all good. Yeah. Um, I had a blast <laughs> with this tournament, and it was uh, it was something I'd recommend because you know, even um, even if you're just a primary bass angler like myself or, or whatever, like I had more fun with those twenty plus inch pickerel, and it was just a, an absolute blast. And luckily, I didn't lose any fingers, so that's a bonus. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I think with that number of pickle, you kind of got lucky. Uh, you know, no, you know. When I thought about talking about this with you guys, I mean, really, the luck came in with that catfish and the trout. The pickerel, the pickerel. I had actually, I knew where they are. I feel confident that if I had to go get a pickerel like that, um, depending on the weather and the time of year, I, I, I'll take my chances. Yep. You know what I mean? But the the catfish and the, and the trout were just yeah, that was luck. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm a good catfish trout fishermen especially since i you know i didn't use bait for the whole tournament it was all everything i caught was on artificial yeah so well i think that'll be kind of interesting because i'll tell you what and when the, in the august one Hi. i'm gonna focus on some catfishing i'm gonna make that make that happen oh, yeah yeah hey i mean you I'm, I'm not gonna name the place but where we went where i caught that catfish um, yep. i don't know if i told you i think uh, maybe it was the second time we went back that's all i saw was bullheads paired off so if you want to you know, we know there's bullheads there. We oh, can go yeah. there, but I'm not saying where. <laughs> oh no, definitely not. I wouldn't. I would definitely keep that under wraps for sure. No, that is that is some good stuff. That and I, I was surprised nobody answered any carp. There are some monster carp, especially. I mean, you know, it's a nationwide. It's a nationwide tournament. Anybody can can yeah. you know fish where they want. But in our backyard, where we're all based in Western Massachusetts, yeah. there are some massive carp in the connecticut river and i'm surprised nobody had gone for him but i say that somebody may just go and you know pick up a can of corn and some giant hooks and and go for it and we'll, we'll see what happens it'll be interesting i think i'm thinking i'm in for a second there what's that <laughs> i was like go get that sturgeon 
Those things oh, are uh, cool looking. They fish. are. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Post one of those up. I saw. Only problem <laughs> is in mass, you can't. You, you you can't you can't take them out to photograph them. If you catch one accidentally, you got to release yeah. it right away. They're protected. Oh, oh I yeah. do not recommend anyone doing that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> there are other states though. You can you can catch sturgeon all yeah. day. There are other states. Just just in mass. Gotcha. I think Connecticut might actually be one of them where you can get away with. It. I'm not. Don't quote me but it's possible right right might have to take a ride with the hookset hoodlum boys those are the guys i want to get in the august one so hookset hoodlums like yeah they, they got to get in on this and i think uh i think they, they'd they're gonna be slinging it. the bass right they're definitely gonna be slinging the bass but they are they're they're multi-species <laughs> guys as well and they they get around awesome yeah they get around. it'll be pretty it'll be pretty yeah. interesting it was you know we'll see what happens that's what it's all about i may i'm gonna try to get creative too with the way we yeah, do standings totally. And uh, I might actually make a you know an alternating day. I'm thinking about you know using YouTube and doing a sort of a, a channel there in between episodes. So we'll 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 see we'll see how it all plays out. But I think Fantastic. it's gonna be a whole lot of fun. And I think it's pretty obvious, Seth, that that yeah. both Sean and I are very excited about the next one. Thank you so much. Thanks for being involved. And uh, I I had a blast just following along and. Doing, uh, watching everybody just uh, make uh, donkey noises on my phone. It was great. <laughs> that was one of the best parts. I do. I do like. I think the app is a whole lot of fun, and it keeps you just yeah. updated enough. And it was. It, it's good stuff. It is. It's really, really good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, do you I will, have? Any- I would like to add. Go for I would it. like to add real quick. Um, yeah. You know, once once I got away from that pickerel in the last week, you guys have no idea how hard I fished for pike. <laughs> Oh, like I believe it. Every, oh, every day I went out for pike for a week. I tried four different lakes where I've caught pike, and it's a tough summer bite. And the one that uh, that I've had some success in, I don't know if the lake I was at had um, had been hit with herbicides or algicides or anything like that, but I found like a this huge die-off of grass shrimp in it. And I was like, oh, something's not right. Yeah, I could, man. I could not hook a pike if somebody paid me. I could not hook a pike if I was in a chronic trip tournament. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I was I was wondering if anyone would go to grab the pike too. Those I are was, really cool looking fish. There was one day where I was out there on the on the river with uh, my buddy Tim Jacks, and that was mm-hmm. that was part of the goal. I was like, yeah, I got a big whopper plopper to throw around, hook a big pike. Probably would have yeah. helped to have a steel leader in in place, so I don't lose that uh, that that bait. But uh, yeah, that was that was the goal, you know. Uh, uh, you got to live dangerously, man. You got to go bareback with Pike. No leaders. Oh man, <laughs> that's a, that's like a twenty five dollar uh, plopper, though the one ninety. Maybe I got to downsize. Well, then then you got to learn how to manage line. Risk. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> learn how to manage line. I love it. I love this guy. Oh jeez, awesome guys. Well, this is really good. I'm looking forward to August, and I'm going to put uh, a promotional piece. Uh, right at the beginning of all the shows leading up to the August launch and telling people to visit chronictrips.com and you know join for the August. Uh, as soon as we get word that everything's live to go and, uh, and start signing up for it, then go for it. Yeah. Or, or, or just download Fish Donkey and then you know do a search yeah. and join in that way. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, I'll, awesome. that, sh- that, hopefully, that will be no later than uh, Sunday night. Oh, uh, perfect. Hopefully tomorrow. I'm trying to shoot for Friday. I love it. That sounds awesome, Seth. Yeah, awesome. Thanks again for hosting. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for, for sponsoring and participating and all your input and making this uh, better and having a lot of fun. 
Well, we're going to wrap it up, and uh, we will see you. We'll see you for the next Chronic Trips Elevated Virtual Fishing Tournament in August, all month long, the month of August. It's going to be great. Come and compete. It's a whole lot of fun. Win some fabulous prizes. It'll be good stuff. Again, this was an out-of-the-box thinking tournament. Loved it to death. Can't wait for the next one. I mean, this was a blast. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I can't wait uh, to show you your earnings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my my. My surprise gift at 200 inches has got me sleeping better at night. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, well, you're going to be sleeping for a month, my friend. <laughs> great. great. I, hope, I hope one of the, the other prizes was a defib then. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, Seth. Take care. Sean, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I'll you too. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, guys. Sean. 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 Hey everybody, Sean the Fisherman with my weekly story. I want to talk a little bit about this uh, this one experience I had on a holiday weekend up on one of the small lakes I fish in the Berkshires. Um, you guys, you guys have all heard me reference uh, partying before, whether people are on jet skis or boats or even on the shore, and and you know they're out there to have a good time and not fish. Well, that affects the fishermen who are out there sober trying to fish. So on this one day, I uh, there's a there's a there's a longer road near this lake. And I heard a group of people loudly coming down and it was about five, six o'clock in the morning, very early. My first thought was, well, they've been drinking all night. Can I prove that? No. What chances are they were? So they came down, uh, grabbed a picnic table by the water's edge, continued talking loudly, and they got quiet for a while. When I looked over, I saw a plume of smoke rising from the picnic table. So I said, okay, good. They've, they've got some, some quiet medicine. Kind of laughed to myself. Another minute went by. And one of them loudly started singing, set to the tune of the Oscar Mayer song. My vagina has a first name. It's M-A-R-T-Y. And that hung in the air. And there was silence. And one of his friends said, dude, why is your vagina named Marty? At that point, waves were coming out of my boat because I was laughing so hard and trying not to, to, to disturb them. And I was stifling laughter. So... Uh, you never know what you're going to hear or see when you're out on the water on holiday weekends when people are partying. I'm Sean the Fisherman. Have a great week. Hey, guys. Bobby Roastbeef here for another Jigs and Bigs episode. I've got Adam Laxton with us. Uh, Adam is a guest. He's a Western Massachusetts angler, and uh, we met 100% through uh, the app Fishbrain. Uh, that's how we kind of connected. So, uh, Adam, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing okay. I'm, I'm doing all right on my end. Uh, things are pretty crazy. I'm on vacation right now, so I'm kind of recording this with a, uh, a makeshift studio setup, but uh, it's, it's definitely working I'm, I'm glad that that's the case so adam let's go ahead and get into this and, and and tell our our jigs and bigs listeners a little bit about you uh a little bit about how you had uh you know discovered fishing and how you sort of uh got it elevated to the point where you know you're an experienced angler like you are today all right well um as a kid probably between eight and ten years old i just had you know the basic spinning combo and random hand-me-down tackle box from friends and family friends. Um, I had a family friend that would take me fishing around the Westfield area, which is where I grew up. 
spent a lot of time at Kangamon Ponds. And then as I got older, I got into skateboarding and that kind of took over for 10, 12 years. And now I'm older, just relaxing, can't really afford to get hurt and jump down things on a skateboard anymore. So, um, I kind of got into the YouTube scene, watching a lot of the Guggen Squad stuff, and and it kind of led me back and um, lit the spark back up. And and now I, I grabbed some equipment and just fell in love right away. And I've been at it a month and a half, two months, been fishing almost every day and, yep. and just have a lot of fun doing it. Nice. Um, meeting new people and discovering new places to fish and, yeah, just – that's the new hobby. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's amazing uh, the kind of impact that fishing can have. You know, when you when you kind of pick it back up. Now, the, are, do you find now that you're like a little bit more focused uh, than you were when you were, you know, pre skateboarding, or or like back then? I assume you were probably like me fishing for whatever would bite, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, back when I was a kid, it was kind of just like split shot weights, a little hook some worms and and just cast it out and whatever i caught i caught and now i've definitely leaned more towards the bass angling and and target you know large mouth specifically and and just learning as much as i can and having a lot of fun doing it absolutely man what's your favorite season for fishing i would have to say the springtime you know there's i love the sight fishing and and fishing the spawn and and all that so yeah spring i think spawn fishing the spawn is i think is everybody's goal like everybody's favorite um you know it's just but the weather is so good in the spring it starts getting a little bit warmer it's not too hot yet it's 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 pretty awesome yeah the water starts up and and that's that's probably one of the best times to to catch a big one yeah Oh, definitely. No, no, no argument there for sure. Is there any kind of a, like a weather condition that'll, that'll make you decide like, Hey, we're going to call it a day, you know, that's, or, 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 or you're just done with it or you will prevent you from going out at all. Not too much because I'm still trying to, you know, experiment and learn things. And, and, you know, like with all, it's been raining like crazy the last four or five days here. And that's kind of deterred me a little bit, Yeah, but I even went out, you know, because you can't be a good angler unless you can fish in every condition. No, that's so, true. That's a good point. That's unless really it's point. really, really pouring rain yep. or just super hot and muggy, I'm I'm going to head out there and, and get my lines in the water, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. What are your preferred uh types of bodies of water to fish are you more of like a small and medium pond guy do you like large lakes or do you are do you need current or rivers and streams more your go-to i'm i'm really enjoying like the small to medium ponds and lakes right now but um i'm thinking about maybe getting into fishing for smallmouth in the river i'm right by the connecticut river so nice um i've heard there's some great smallmouth in there so that might be something I'm looking to try soon. Oh yeah, no the river the river is in in our area is just a huge resource, like just right. a huge resource. Uh, and yeah. and no, you know, I mean, even like I have my my issues with river fishing, my challenges that I need to rec- like fishing when you're dealing with current. It's it takes a a much larger. Um, sort of focus on your part, you know, because the landscape can change so quickly. Um, 
as far as uh, like, let's talk baits. Like your what? What's your biggest confidence bait? Biggest confidence bait got to yeah. be a chatter bait, and and I'll throw. I do like a swim bait on the back of it a little bit, but my go-to is is a creature bait on the back of it, and yep. I, I just love the way the action is, and and I think the fish do too because that's that's how I catch most of them. Yeah, no, shatter baits are ab- absolutely fantastic. Biggest smallmouth I ever caught came on a, a quarter ounce green pumpkin shatter bait with I think I think it was a bandito bug trailer. Yeah, that's, that's what my bandito. I love the three-eighths black and blue trailer bait with a Okeechobee craw bandito. Yep. Very nice. Oh, yeah, that's a good They have some great colors, the Googans. They really do. Like, their combinations are just freaking dynamite. It's They're really, really, yep. really great. There's a green and blue color that they have that's so subtle, but it's yep. – I really, really enjoy it. Um, so there's, there's one question that uh, that I've been asking. It's kind of gotten pretty popular, and uh, it's it started as a little bit of a joke, but I like to kind of keep it going. And there's, there's a saying – in the uh, fishing industry that tackle companies uh, that make different lures uh, are more effective at catching suckers than they are at their, their products catching fish. What is like, yeah. in, in your opinion, the in, in your entire lifetime, what do you think is the most ridiculous fishing tackle trend? And also, have you been guilty of trying it? Oh, man, that's a good question. I think... I think those those walking baits with like the wings on the side of them are a little ridiculous and oh, like the yeah. duck and stuff like that. Yep. I haven't tried them, um, and I've heard mixed things. I've seen people on YouTube catch fish with them, and I've said I've heard people say, "Oh, they suck. Don't bother." Man, that's great. You know what's funny? I I think my father, like way way back, used to have a one of those winged baits. It was a bat, and I was infatuated with the thing. I thought it was the coolest thing ever, and he was never big on using uh, artificial lures at all. He was definitely a live bait guy, so I thought it was kind of interesting. He had some of the gear that he had. I remember this thing like crystal clear, and it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's Yeah, everybody's got, got their thing. Right now, uh, we've been talking a lot about the the spiders that Lunker Hunt put, put puts out, and then I had yep. somebody in, uh, I think it was on Facebook, had shared a uh, a picture of the flying lure, which was like a TV thing back in the late 80s. Like it was the big buzz one. It's supposed to like, I, I think it was some kind of a tube with a fold in it. I don't really know what, what it was necessarily all about, but it was it was definitely kind of crazy. Um, yeah, that's before my time, but I'll have yeah. to uh, look it up. Well, I'm trying to actually acquire and get a bunch of these things so that way I can use them as prizes and, you know, have some fun with them. Awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. Let's talk about uh, now. Now, this is like the sort of the point of the whole interview. We'll get right to it. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about your two points in your in your fishing story. Um, tell me about the the. Mm, let's see. Tell me about your your biggest uh, the moment you're most proud of, whether it's a, a personal best or not. But like the moment you're most proud of when it comes to fishing, um, you could share a personal best as well if you like. And then also, uh, tell me like the biggest epic fail, like something where it either it just it went ended badly or you know so anything. All right. Well, definitely proudest moment is going to be the personal best. Yeah. Um, I was up at a college near me. Um, It was spawn season. There was a big one holding right on the rocks. 
right off the bank. I, I kept seeing it. And so I just started flipping towards it, you know, um, through, through everything I had at it. Yep. Um, one of the, probably the second or third thing I threw at it was a black and blue five inch worm. Mm-hmm. Um, he, or she, I believe it was a male fish because it was definitely locked on a bed and it was still early. So he picked that up, stupid me being the young angler that I was, that I still am. Didn't know he had it in his mouth. So missed him on that, got into a crazy panic and just, oh my God, I missed him. What am I going to do? I I blew my shot. So just kept changing lures, changing lures. Finally went weightless bandito bug, that Okeechobee craw color. Yep. And threw it in there, probably third or fourth flip in there. It landed in the perfect spot and, and he just munched it and I yanked him. And that was the greatest moment. The greatest feeling that was my first you know decent sized fish it was um according to my measurements i used a a, a length to weight table online and yep. my, and that about four pounds four ounces so it's a good fish it, yeah it was great it felt great and and i was i was on top of the world you know one of the first things i did was call my best friend and and, and send her a picture of it and like look at this look at what i just caught freaking out and yeah and it just, like I said, just top of the world feeling. Oh yeah, hundred oh. percent. That is that is that is a great great feeling. And that's the thing about sight fishing, is it really the name of the game is just agitating that fish. So you know, cha- changing out the lures as you need to, and just putting it right in front of them over and over and over again. That's how you you get them to bite. You definitely you know you you did the right thing there. You know, as far as experimenting and and, and working and, and staying tenacious with with going for the bite. That's that's huge. Exactly, and and exactly what you just said was was a huge learning experience yep. i really i learned that that just keep on trying flip different baits and yep. and don't keep up. yeah yeah it's absolutely true now what about your biggest fail oh man my biggest fail man probably just the days of of going out, there's been a couple of days where i've gone out there and just been so close had them had them to the bank and they've come off the hook or what oh. or stuff like that you know i haven't had any any major fails yet thankfully but i've had a lot of them jump off at the bank on that is soul crushing when it happens that is absolutely soul crushing i I just saw it what a a little over a week ago where a a buddy of mine had had a a monster on on a topwater frog and she jumped out like like mouth to tail completely out of the water and then that that hook just let go boom yeah, it was just it was it was not the greatest hook set to begin with, but we and we were both like jaw on the ground, like whoa! I can't believe that. Unbelievable! Yeah. It happens though. Awesome. So it all the hook set. Tell me about your like. What is a, a fishing talent that you have? Like uh, a skill when it comes to angling that your that you feel is your strongest suit. I would have to say definitely the power fishing, like the moving baits. I, mm-hmm. I really, I really en- enjoy that. You know, I, I don't have the patience to sit there and drag a jig or drag a worm. So yep. I'd rather throw something on that's fast moving, cover water, and and that's what I'm best at. That's how I, that's how I catch most of my fish. 
Yeah, absolutely. You got to do. Somebody said, I think it was Jordan. I think it was Jordan Capone uh, said it on this show. He was like, you, you, you got to fish the way you like to fish. Nobody's going to, you know, you're you're never going to stick with it uh, long enough to be able to catch anything if you're if you're doing uh, a technique that you you don't enjoy using. So you know, fish the way you want to fish, and then ultimately you'll find success one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely, That's awesome, man. All righty, all righty, uh, Adam. Well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up here. I got a bunch of little segments I got to put together. Thank you so much for doing this little interview here, man. Um, if do you have anything that you want to promote, like uh, your uh, YouTube or uh, or Instagram or anything where people can check you out, check out some of your catches? Yeah, uh, if people want to follow me on Instagram, it is Western Bass. And uh, I'm looking to buy a GoPro in the next couple of weeks and, and get a YouTube channel started. So if you follow me there, you can see any updates, any catches, new gear that I grab, any, any advice that I have to give. Just follow me there and, and I'll keep you posted. Absolutely, man. That sounds great. Awesome. Well, oh, and also, what about Fishbrain? We know you're on Fishbrain. Yep, Fishbrain is is my full name. Just search Adam Laxton and you'll find me. Very nice, man. Well, hey, it was good talking to you, buddy. When uh, when I get back in town, we got to make some plans and we'll go out fishing. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Bobby. See, now I told you we were going to have ourselves one hell of a show, and we did, didn't we? It was a good show. It was a little all over the place, but that's what happens when you have national holidays and vacations and things like that to kind of tie together. It's just been an amazing week, guys. We're we're in it now. We're in the summer. It is just wild. Thank you very much for hanging with me. Got been getting a lot of really good feedback. Also, the shipments for merchandise have gone out. I've been getting a lot of messages. People have been sending pictures over, and I will be putting up a post of folks that are wearing their T-shirts shirts their jigs and bigs gear if you want to get your jigs and bigs gear all you got to do is go over to jigsandbigs.com and click on the store tab you can get your merch right there just click on the merch tab and it will bring you right over to the store you can get whatever you need we've got hats we've got shirts we've got long sleeves we've got tanks we got hoodies we've got you name it all kinds of good stuff Thanks, guys. It really means a lot to me. You guys are the best listeners ever. You're absolutely amazing. I appreciate you more than you realize. Remember, we've got a very, very, very active Instagram and Facebook page. Go ahead to jigsandbigs.com. You can get all of our social links right there. And also share jigsandbigs.com with your friends. If they're not necessarily podcast people, quote unquote, I'm holding up air quotes. If they're not podcast people, the best thing you can do is to send them over to jigsandbigs.com because we've got every single way that they can get the show. Plus they can stream it right on the webpage if need be right from the podcast page. It's that easy. Thanks so much, everybody. Have yourselves a great week and I will see you guys in seven days. Tight lines, everybody. Have yourselves a great week. (laughs) 